welcome to Marvel Cinematic University. I'm your host, Alex, and with me, as always, is the stupidest student ever, Jacob. (laughs) This is the podcast where each and every week I teach Jacob something about the Marvel Cinematic Universe that he probably didn't know and still probably doesn't. This is... And I definitely didn't already go into about 15 minutes of Guardians of the Galaxy with him, realizing I didn't hit the record button, and we are starting this again. I mean, definitely isn't what happened at all. There's definitely 15 minutes of lost gold footage that you guys will never, ever get because of because and to of be, And to be fair, no one else is ever going to see it either because I didn't hit record. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's just, that was for us, buddy. That was just for us. We got the uh, the kinks out. I want you to you know, know I've, ch- I've checked the record button about three times to make sure I hit it. Is it still blinking or whatever? Oh, we're good. We're good. We're good. I've hit it. <laughs> Not so technical, technical difficulties over here. Oh, boy. Well, this week we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, which uh, if you watched last week's supplemental episode, you would have seen me and Jake drinking to it. Um, we at the last 15 minutes of recording this, we went on some kind of spiel that I don't think we're going to go on again. No, we should veer away from that spiel. Anyway, uh, go check that out. Um, it, it might be watchable if you watch it along with the movie, but it's probably not watchable, but movie. still check that out. Yeah. The one thing we are interest, interested in seeing is, uh, how many people turn it off after the first 30 seconds? Yeah, and how many people watch the entire two hours? Because it's so good. I the the last five minutes, I I think I give us a round of applause. Um, but Jacob, why don't you tell me for the first time today what you thought of Guardians of the Galaxy? I just don't have it in me to do it again. Just just give me like a, uh, a little little synopsis. Yeah. Uh it's it's definitely my favorite. Uh, Marvel movie up to this point, you know, not you know, almost barely beat out Thor two and uh, the Hulk. I was gonna say insert insert Hulk joke. I already told three times fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was just uh, let me read off the script here. Oh man, we should have scripted it. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> it's on me. Yeah, we should just start scripting these things. <laughs> Makes it a little easier. Well, yeah. Jake, I have some information I'd like to tell you about this movie. Uh, so let's go through that. Uh, the director I, of this... F- I definitely we've, don't know this information already. I'm just saying, we've effectively cut 10 minutes without me having to do any editing, so I'm okay with this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, the director of this film is James Gunn, who last time you said, oh, he directed Peacemaker, to which oh, I replied... He's also the head of the DC universe now. He's the Kevin Feige to DC. Maybe he can turn around that trash that trash universe. All right. Maybe. We'll see. So this film had a budget of $200 million and received a box office of $773 million. Oh, I was going to guess that how much it made. Oh, I would have let you guess, but I already told you the answer last time I had you guess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this film stars Chris Pratt, Zoe Zaldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I didn't know uh, Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel were in this movie until I watched this movie about five to ten times, and it was about five years later. 
I was get, well, it was actually my turn to say, oh, but you've watched it five times since then. If I'm reading the <laughs> script correctly. <laughs> oh, sorry, I read your line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop reading my lines here. All right, now it's some new territory here. I'm just saying, thank God you told me to look at the audio only 15 minutes into this. Yeah, good thing I was sitting far enough, you know, back in my chair to, uh, to where I thought it might be a problem and I asked you. <laughs> oh, anyway... Jacob, why don't you tell us about Guardians of the Galaxy? Quit smiling, you idiot. You're supposed to be a professional. Well, it starts in the lovely state of Missouri. You, you pronounced shitful state uh, oh, incorrectly. Garbage. You know what they say? Hey, you know what they say in Missouri? We ain't going back to Missouri. <laughs> Missouri's the... Uh, or... Uh, DC Comics, the DC Universe is the Missouri of superheroes. I I just don't know if you really, really should have committed to that joke the third time that you didn't get it. <laughs> I think maybe I mean you should have abandoned that a little earlier. Yeah, I should have bailed. It's nothing. Right. So we start in the the shitful state of Missouri. Yeah, uh, where you know Peter and his terrible family. Um, and by terrible family, I mean they're really bad at looking after him. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, allowed... his, are they terrible because his mom has cancer? They didn't have any control over that, I'm pretty sure. In fact... It's highly theorized that someone put that cancer in her. But no one from that family. <laughs> no, no, they're just bad at looking after Peter. And uh, he gets, you know, after his mom kicks the bucket, then he, you know, runs out crying because you know he refused to hug his mom for the last time no he refused to hold her hand okay yeah he <laughs> said she said peter take my hand and he said no i don't wanna i don't wanna he could have saved her he could have i think you know i think we uh, said that in the watch through <laughs> i think we did yeah <laughs> um then he gets abducted by Yondu. Mm -hmm. Who threatens right. to eat him multiple times. Normal people don't threaten to eat other people. The movie kicks off. And then, you know, it cuts to when he's on... It's Morag, right? Yep, Morag. Yeah, and he steals the the stone of power. Some would and, call it the power stone. Yeah, and then Ronan the Barbarian. No, that's not it. Uh, the The Destroyer. Right, Ronan, Ronan the accuser. The accuser. He um he sends his goons after the same stone at the same time, and they have a little fight. There's some some pew pewing going on between yeah, them. He sends Korath, I think is the guy's name. Korag. Yeah. Ooh, you know who is in this book? Korag or Ronan the accuser. I think they're both in here. <laughs> Give me a second to look it up. All right. What do you want to know about Korath? What do you got? What, what, I don't know. What do you got for me? He's affiliated with Ronan the Accuser. Check. His key strengths are weapons and combat training and cyborg implants. Very that checks out. He is a fallen soldier uh, and com commands a platoon of Zakarin. Zakarin? Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. The his So his henchmen that he's with... Are Sakarians from the planet Sakar from 
Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and uh, he's the most uninterested. Yeah, you could have ever fucking given me. I just want to put it out there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's much better. Place it in. Or Sakarians from the planet Sakar from Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, he's a skilled combatant, but is no match for Drax, who bests him aboard the Dark Aster ship. I didn't really have any additional information about Korath. I do have some, like, other Guardians characters that maybe we can talk about as they kind of come up here. Okay, yeah, I, I can't imagine why any other Guardians characters would come up, but, we I mean, if they do, we could talk about them. Well, there's, like, Kraglin. Yeah, no, I don't I know think... why... I don't know why any other Guardians characters would come up when we're talking about a Guardians movie, but, yeah, we could definitely go through... <laughs> and there's Taserface, but I think that's the second one. Yeah, he's not in this movie. Then Martin X, Martin X, he's the ice guy. Oh, I think that's the next one too, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Anyway, I thought, I thought he made an appearance. Continue your plot. The plot, yes. So Quill gets the orb of power, or Morag, and the um, orb of power. Yeah, and takes it to that planet that with the people. Xandar? Xandar? Xandar. Xandar with an X? <laughs> yeah. Uh, takes it to Xandar and mm -hmm. tries to give it to the broker guy. Who's but like, the broker guy wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, and that's because he finds out some of Ronan the Accuser's men wanted it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, get out of here. Um, he, he wants... He wants to destroy Zendarian people. My people! My people! Not my people! He could have taken it and sold it, and then there wouldn't be a movie, but there's no fun in that. So exactly. He's like, eat rocks and get out of here. And um, then he runs into... Uh, why am I blanking on names right now? The name you are looking for is Gamora. That one. What's uh, Gamora with me? Um, I'll do you one better. What is Gamora? He runs into Gamora, who's like, hey, in a flirty way. Like, hey, I I'm an alien girl. I like rocks. Give me the orb of power. And they start fighting, and that's where we run into... Wait, you, forgot to, de you forgot to describe it as uh, Star-Lord was risen up Gamora. Star-Lord was risen up Gamora. <laughs> Star-Lord was like, hey, girl, and she was like, it was more like Gamora was rizzing him. That's right. She was like flirting with him and then just kicks him in the groin. Yeah, that's why I was like, hey. And then she was like, nut punch or nut kick. <laughs> Falcon punch. <laughs> so while they're riz fighting mm -hmm. and uh, they run into Rocket and Groot and Rocket's like, oh, my God. There's a bounty on this guy for a ton of units. We're going to yeah. be rich. Well, Groot's drinking out of the fountain. He's like, that's disgusting. And he says he's not doing it. I'm not doing it. Well, he's watching him do it. <laughs> I just watched you do it. Um, so they get in a fight, and then the Xandarians are like, nah, go to prison for fighting. And uh, what's his face? The John C. Riley guy is John like, hey, it's Space Lord. Space Lord. This guy's an asshole. <laughs> and he's like, no, it's Star Lord to you. Um, actually, it's Star Lord. 
actually is Star-Lord. And uh, so they're in prison, right? And everyone's kind of rockets like, I've escaped 22 prisons or some number like that. We're going to get out of here. What's the name of the prison? Space Max Prison. Space Max Prison. No, nah, it's the kiln. The kiln. The kiln. Kiln, that's where you make pottery. All right, so what's happening in this uh, this prison that Rocket's going to escape from? Well, everyone in there hates Ronan, so they want to kill, uh, kill Gamora. Quill like, tries to save her while uh, they meet Drax, too. Mm-hmm. And Drax like, kind of makes a deal with them, like, I want to kill Ronan, and that's when we find out Gamora also wants to kill Ronan. Yeah, because Drax wanted to kill Gamora for working with Ronan. Yeah. Because Ronan killed his family. They, like, come up with a plan to uh, break out of the prison. You know, Rocket's like, this has to be done very perfectly, in t- or has to be timed perfectly, and Groot just gets it going. Well, while Rocket's explaining, Groot's in the background uh, doing the first task that he was told to do, while yeah. uh, Rocket's giving the other tasks to the other two, including steal that guy's leg. Till that guy's leg. <laughs> yeah, and then all hell ensues. All hell ensues. They get out of there. Peter gets the orb of power. But of the orb of power. Also very important. He gets his Walkman. So he gets the tunes. Yes, he uh the Walkman is left behind, so he has to go back and get it. And then while he's escaping, escape pina colada plays. Cause if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the copyright claim (laughs) (laughs) and then they go to uh nowhere right no they go somewhere they go to nowhere no they go nowhere no they go somewhere they go to nowhere they go nowhere no who's on first (laughs) nowhere's on second (laughs) so they go to nowhere while uh, rocket's trying to build the bomb in the the ship yeah and uh drax calls while they're like dealing with the um collector the collector, his assistant, touches the orb of power. I also think it's important here to mention that uh, the collector lays out the entire Infinity Saga for for us, telling us what the Infinity Stones are. Yeah, is this is this is kind of like where we first hear about the entire saga, right? Pretty. I mean, yeah, this is the first we really hear of anyone refer to these as Infinity Stones. Yeah. Um. And we get confirmation that the Tesseract is indeed a stone. And I think that's the only one that it actually confirmed. Yeah. And the Collector already has one stone at this point, right? Yes, he is in possession of the Reality Stone. Yeah, he would have been the first person to hold two of them. But his assistant messed it up. Yes, his assistant. Yeah, because technically in Infinity War, uh, Squidward tells Thanos that um, he is the first person to possess two stones. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the guy's name, but I know Tony Stark calls him Squidward at some point. I, I can look it up, but we'll go with Squidward oh, for it's, now. It's Ebony Maw. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. So they get the stone of power back in the orb of power, and they uh, go to escape nowhere. They escape somewhere. We're not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it every time, to be honest. <laughs> However, Drax uh, calls in Ronan the Accuser because he's like trying to kill him. And oh, then he's Ronan the Barbarian. 
or Ronan the accountant. Ronan the accountant. And they fight, and um, Drax gets thrown in a pool of yellow water paint. He gets Nickelodeon slimed. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. He gets slimed, and uh, they're flying around in the industrial pods. So when all hope is basically lost, Quill calls Yondu. It's like, this is where I am. Come get me. The Ravagers show up, and then she jumps out of the ship, and then he's like, yo, Yondu, this is where I am. Come get me. And then Riz is out of the ship to her. Riz is out of the ship. <laughs> it's the <laughs> ultimate Riz move. <laughs> he was like, hey, girl. Oh, I forgot to mention, and I, I'm pretty sure we mentioned this 10 to 45 times during the watch-along. Um, in the prison, we find out that Quill has lain with an Oscavarian. Oh, yes, we did We did learn that. That is important information. <laughs> it's crucial to the story. Man who is laid with a Vask... What is it? A Vascavarian? Oscavarian. Oscavarian. Man who is laid with an Oscavarian. That's Trex's nickname for him now. Important detail there to the story. <laughs> uh, so once Yondu gets Quill on the ship, Rocket's like, I'll give you five seconds to hand over Quill. Well, pointing back to Gundam. He's like, how would that plan even work? You forgot the part where... Uh... Rocket was angry, so he kicks grass, and he's saying, Now you've made me so mad, I'm kicking foliage! I don't remember that part. Yeah, it's when they uh, they finish. They, it's when they land, because they first land and recoup with uh, Drax before going to try to rescue Quill. Oh, yeah. And then they rescue Quill by pointing a gun at him. A <laughs> big gun. <laughs> give, give him five seconds to hand him over. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him five seconds. Give him five seconds. Then uh, they come up with like a plan because they decide they need to go get. They come up with twelve percent of a plan. I was getting to that. <laughs> it's a good. That's a good percent of a plan if you think about it. I mean, it's more percent than zero, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's at least eleven other percents that were worse. Okay. 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 And uh, so they come up with this plan to go get Ronan. And kill him. Mm-hmm. And I might be missing something here. This is where Cherry Bomb blasts. Cherry Bomb! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know we were going to name every song that blasts in the movie, but... Well, we didn't because we missed a bunch, but I like yeah. Cherry Bomb. It is a good song. Um, inspired me to, you know, listen to a playlist from that era of music. I don't think you forgot anything so far. Okay. Oh, I was thinking, I'm not sure if something happens between what uh, just happened, what I'm going to say, but they go back to Xandar, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, the Dark Aster's coming, Ronan's going to kill you all. Um, I guess Ronan talked to Thanos in there, and he's like, the only thing I don't take serious is you, boy. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the, the Thanos-Ronan uh, interaction at all. Yeah. At the beginning of the film, when he's like sitting on his throne, and does a very dramatic turn for no other reason than to look cool on camera. And <laughs> he's like, you disappoint me, boy. And now Ronan is not one of Thanos's kids, right? Nah, he's adopted. He's like, let me, you know what? Let's consult the book. I don't think he is considered one of his kids. He's a partner. He's like, uh, he's basically Loki. What Loki was in Avengers. Like a mercenary kind of. 
Yeah, he's like the guy that's going to blow up the other planet so that Thanos doesn't have to do it. Ronan the Accuser. Ronan the Barbarian. The Rogue Warlord. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't say Thanos' son. Yeah, it says Thanos. Dangerous Titan. Yeah, he makes a deal with the dangerous Titan Tan- Thanos. 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 <laughs> Thanos. Oh, everybody, watch out. Thanos is coming. Imagine if his name was Thanos. How unfrightening. They would just laugh. He'd be a deeper purple. It's like, yeah. It's Thanos after he spends a week in Florida. All right, so we're we're attacking Xandar. No, we've warned Xandar about the oncoming threat. Unco- no, no, no. Oncoming threat. Um, And John C. Riley's like, I don't believe is 100% asshole. He said he's an asshole but not 100% a dick. And what do you think? Well, I don't think anyone's 100% a dick. <laughs> it's one of the best lines in the movie. John C. Riley was, like, actually perfect for that part. I wish they would bring him back, but I'm, like, 90% sure he's dead at this point. Well, no one dies in the MCU. Yeah, he died off screen, so there's still a chance. If they really, in Endgame, they should have brought him back through, like, one of the portals. That would have been funny. I'm surprised they didn't like, well, I guess because they technically were destroyed in Infinity War, but I'm surprised they didn't bring like any Nova Corps back. Yeah, that'd been kind of cool. Because they brought all the Ravagers like showed up, including Howard the Duck, but we'll get there later. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck fought in Endgame. Highly theorized that Howard the Duck is Howard Stark in another universe in a parallel timeline. That's your theory. That's your heavily theorized theory. Yeah, the Nova Cord, they do this cool little linky thing with their oh. ships. Yes, they make a chain fence. Yeah, and the dark, uh, dark aster flies right into them, but yeah. it kind of, kind of holds them back. And then there's a pretty cool space battle or sky battle, a lot of dog fighting. Peter's, uh, the dark aster crashes. Yeah, after, after they blow up Cronin's face or, uh, Ronan's face, basically. Yeah, they basically <laughs> blow up his face with Rocket's gun there that he's making the whole movie. And that's where Drax beats him up. He says, I think he says, I consider them paper people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they're, um, yeah, they're Sarkarians. Sarkarian? Sarkarians. Sarkarians? Yeah, yeah, I think he says, I consider Sarkarians paper people. <laughs> and he runs through them. Group does this thing where it's like, shoots his arm out through a bunch of them and just oh this is still on the ship before they've actually crashed the ship yeah i'm talking about that fight scene a little yeah, bit because yeah. i skipped it and i thought it was important to double back and talk about it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, because while the ship is crashing and they're on it Groot does the the tree thing and saves everyone and he says we are Groot we are Groot Deleting the one rule that they set up about Groot's language at the beginning of this movie, which leads me to a lot of questions. What does we stand for in his language? <laughs> well, I think he's learning another language. Hmm. Oh, so he's speaking he's speaking English now. He's becoming bilingual. Oh, okay. By treacle? Not treacle, because he's a tree. Yeah. He's learning <laughs> he's learning to speak birch. He already speaks Oak very fluently. Yeah. <laughs> so they crash to the ground and Ronan sees Quill dancing. He's like, what are you doing? Dance off, bro. He's saving the world like Kevin, F- or not Kevin Feige, uh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon, Bacon saved the world yeah. in Footloose. That's the Christmas special when they 
<laughs> well, it's because um, Kevin Bacon's referenced like 900 times in this movie. He's a superhero from Earth. He's like, what are you doing? And then he's like, distracting you, bro. And then um, they get into a fight and uh, or what they do. They shot his rocket his with his gun sh- shoots the hammer, shoots the no, shoots the um, power stone out of the hammer. The stone of power almost falls to the ground. Quill dives and catches it. Like he's an outfielder. Maybe he could be an infielder. Kind of alludes to the fact that he might not be all human here because he doesn't die immediately. It is pretty shocking. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> shocking. He's supposed to blow up. And even if he... Yeah. Okay, here's the thing though, right? Even if he caught it, right? And the stone worked the way the stone was supposed to work. It would course through his body and just still blow up the planet. Stone is fake. So there was no way for him... There was no reason for him to, to hold it if he just thought he was human. So it was a really yeah. bold choice for him to catch this thing. Should have caught it with the orb of power instead. Can't catch a stone with a stone. You can only destroy a stone with a stone. Use the stones to destroy the stones. And then, um, you know, through the power of friendship, they all hold on to each other and until they can get the orb back on the stone. And it's a real anime cutscene. And I think Ronan's dead at this point. Yes, he does perish, I believe. He unfortunately fortunately perishes is this the last movie we'll see him in no that'd be you don't know i don't know this yet <laughs> uh, and then uh yondu's like we had a deal and then quill does the old switcheroo there and puts a troll doll in a fake of power someone says the troll of power it was the troll of power the troll power and that's where the movie ends. That's partly where the movie ends. It continues a little bit longer when they are walking through Nova Corps. They tell him that oh. he's not Terra. And then they walk out to see the new ship that was rebuilt because their other ship exploded. And uh, John C. Riley's like, hey, just so you're aware, we've wiped your rap sheets clean. But if you do anything else illegal, you'll still get a rap sheet. What if I rip some tracks? Is like, what if I rip someone's spine out? Yes, that is uh, that's murder. That's like the worst crime you could commit. And Rocket's like, what if I see something I really, really want that doesn't belong to me and I take it? Well, that's stealing. No, that doesn't compute. I want it more than him. Oh, Rocket's the best. And then they get in their ship. Um, I believe it's uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough starts blasting. They blast away. And then the credits roll. Yeah, and I couldn't even be. Um, well, yeah. And then Yandu's like, Craglin, I think, is like, thank God we didn't sell him to his father. And Yandu's like, yeah, that guy was an asshole. That's when they're leaving. Yeah, that's when they leave the planet. And uh, I couldn't tell you what the end credit scenes were. The first the first scene is Groot dancing to ABC. Shit. What song does he dance to? Uh, oh, to I Want You Back. And then uh, the next one is Howard the Duck talking to my boy, the collector. Howard the Duck. Played by Seth Green. I don't know, maybe you can enlighten me on the significance of Howard the Duck. What do you mean? Random thrown-in character. Howard the Duck is one of the most important comic book characters of all time. He has his oh, own... Really? He has, Well, no, not really. He's definitely not the most important comic book character, but he's <laughs> a great comic book character. Um, okay. He has his own line of comics called Howard the Duck. Um, he had a series called Howard Pool, where it was a Deadpool version of Howard the Duck. Was it a TV series? No, no, it was a comic book series. Oh, okay. Man, he needs his own spinoff series, I feel like. And he had his own movie in 1980-something uh, called Howard the Duck. 
Oh, when will we watch that? Uh, maybe when we get into the multiverse stuff that I have planned for the future. Oh, to keep this okay. podcast really just grinding. <laughs> really let it fizzle out properly. Oh, yeah. The fizzle's uh, begun. And then, yeah, that's also Cosmo the dog is licking the collector's cheek in that scene. Uh, oh, yeah, I do remember Cosmo the dog. And Cosmo the dog comes back in the Christmas special and Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm excited for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We'll have to stay sober for that one. No shot. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the movie. Uh, I'll give you a solid A plus for that. That was a good, uh, good rendition. Your best rendition so far, I think. Maybe it's something to do with the fact that you've seen this movie about twenty million times. Yeah, my biggest fear going into this is that I just wouldn't remember anything about the movie. <laughs> I'd crack up. I would die laughing if you just couldn't like if you mess this plot up somehow worse than you messed up Thor two. <laughs> well, to be a, yeah, Thor two was just a. Uh, it was a good thirty minutes of me and you trying to remember the plot from a movie we watched a day ago. <laughs> I think we watched it that day. Um, <laughs> it's just not a memorable plot. It, nah, not at all. Not like Guardians. I was gonna say, do you want to draw me some connections here? No, I want to give you some fun facts, actually. Oh, okay. Somebody like forgot some how this show works. Uh, first, I give you the fun facts. So the first fun fact I have for this is. James Gunn selected the songs for Quill's Walkman by writing what his mom would put on a gift soundtrack to him. Because she made the mix track, he kept in mind that she was the one making the mix track to talk to him. So all the songs on there were like love songs to her son. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They were like, don't forget me. Like, here's here's how you're going to remember me by. That's pretty cool. I like facts like that. I think that's cool how directors do that sometimes. It brings a factor of authenticity. James Gunn thinks about every fucking detail. Let's be honest. Yeah, great director. Fun fact number two. Peter passes a skeleton of a Corbinite while dancing in the beginning of the movie. This is the species of Beta Ray Bills from the comics who takes on the mantle of Thor. So their race has been confirmed a few times in the MCU. We see a bunch of statues of the Corbinites throughout the MCU. How are they doing now? I don't, I don't know yet. <laughs> The dog shown in the holograph at the beginning of the film was James Gunn's dog. James Gunn's dog, Cosmo? No, no, the dog that, um, when he goes to Morag and there's all those, like, holograms. Oh! When he's, like, trying to follow to where the temple is, yeah. Oh, that's James Gunn's dog? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I I was the director, I'd shoehorn my dog in there a couple times. Oh, yeah, he also, the dog's in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, too. Yeah. (laughs) I'll pay attention to that. Will's ship Milano is named after Melissa Milano because Fair as enough. a apparently a 10 year old, he had a huge crush on Melissa Milano. Who didn't? <laughs> um, Yandu is the only member of the original comics Guardians of the Galaxy to appear in this film. So the Guardians of the Galaxy that we see in this film, uh, Star-Lord, Gamora, uh, Groot, Rocket, they were the second iterations of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yandu was on a team with the first iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which includes nobody whose name I remember currently, but we will see them in the second movie. Okay. So that group that like is Ravagers in the comics, they're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, that makes more sense. I was confused when you said that. I was like, yeah, I was like, well, Quills had to be in there somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, so the, the 
So Star Lord was his own comic book series. Same with I think Drax showed up in a comic book years before Guardians and Groot did. And they just like realized they had all these random characters and they put them into a, another version of Guardians of the Galaxy. It almost feels like it's an all it's all connected fact. No, because it's not actually connected to the MCU. <laughs> anyway, next fun fact: the big blue alien in the prison is is played by Nathan Fillion. That's the most random fact ever. Nathan Fillion loves to work with James Gunn, so James Gunn put him in the movie. The Power Stone was originally going to be red in the MCU, but Marvel made James Gunn change it due to already making the Reality Stone red during filming of Thor. Can't have two red stones. Exactly. They like since they were filming around the same time, like Thor, I think maybe filmed like six months before Guardians started filming. They didn't know that Thor was using a red stone. Oh, Isan the Searcher is the celestial that shows up when the collector is explaining the Infinity Stones. So when they're doing like the flashback to the Infinity Stones and like showing gods touching them, Isan the Searcher from the comics is the celestial that is there. So sorry, um, this kind of backtracks a little bit. So in the comics, are the stones like I would I would think the stones already have like their own colors from the comics. The colors from the stones in the comics are different than the color of the stones in the MCU. Ah, okay. Uh, assume there's a reason they changed it, but um, I don't actually think there is. <laughs> Sometimes things just happen. Creative liberties, but <laughs> um, and then my favorite fun fact of any movie in Phase Two: Nebula and Groot both lose an arm in this film. The nod to Star Wars Episode Five continues. <laughs> phase Two: The Phase of Losing Arms. Exactly. All right, Jake, what time is it now? 514. It's time for it's all connected, you dumbass. <laughs> Quill's mom says Peter looks like his dad and calls him an angel made of pure light. This foreshadows his dad being a celestial in the sequel. That guy's an asshole. The tech of Quill's helmet is Kree tech, the same kind of helmet Captain Marvel uses. Good tech. Yeah, I mean, good he probably right there. He also referenced sleeping with a Kree girl, so there is a chance that he may have gotten it from her. Isn't the girl, um, in the, the girl he has in the ship at the beginning of the movie, is that the Kree girl? No. no Kree girl. Yeah, she's not Kree. She's pink. Yeah. Korath's soldiers that he approached Star-Lord with are Sakarians from Sakar, the planet in Thor Ragnarok. Oh. Okay, you- yeah. Are you just that, connecting it now and now you understand yeah. why I was like baffled at the fact that you didn't care the first yeah. time? Yeah. That's why we do this segment. That's why I include everything in this segment. I'm seeing 2020 now. Um, Gamora's rap sheet shows she's the last survivor of the Sihobore, which is her species, which we see in Infinity War. Yeah, Zahorbere. It's Z-E-H-O-B-E-R-E-I. Zahorbere. Zamora Beret. Um, we also find out on her rap sheet, she's the daughter of Thanos. Fun fact. Fun fact. Didn't know that. Rocket's rap sheet shows his homeworld is half-world, which we are set to explore in the upcoming Guardians 3. That's interesting. I'm excited for that, personally. His rap sheet also states his known alias as Lila who is set to appear in Guardians 3 and is Rocket's otter love interest in the comics. Oh, he likes an otter. He likes an otter. Lila the otter. Little raccoon on otter action. Yeah, I don't know if that counts as interspecies or interplanetary romance. 
Well, I think if they're both like cyborgs, kind of. Yeah, then it's fine. If if a if you're if you're a cyborg and an animal is a cyborg, you heard it here first. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, no laws against that. Jesus Christ! All right, let me get this next fun fact out here. Or it's all connected out here. Just to move on from this. Um, Star Lord's rap sheet has his alias as Space Lord because the Nova Corps can't get his name right. It's Space Lord. Finally. No, it's Star Lord. But the rap sheet has it as Space Lord because they can't get it right. I understand the confusion. <laughs> um, Thanos appears in the, the film showing him on his quest for the Infinity Stones. The first time Josh Brolin plays him. Who was it before? Some random uh, uh, stunt double actor whose name I did say in the episode that we talked about it, but I don't remember now. Guys, like, it's my big break. And then they're like, nah, Josh Brolin. Seriously, though. <laughs> Nowhere is inside the head of a dead Celestial, which we will see several Celestials across the MCU later on. The Collector's Collection includes Cosmo the Russian Dog, who appears later on as a Guardian in later films, Howard the Duck, a Dark Elf from Thor, and a Chitauri. Quite the collection. And that's it for connections, and of course we've, we can't forget to talk about Stan Lee appearing on Xandar, rizzing it up. The absolute Riz Lord. What I wrote here in the in the text. <laughs> well, Jake, I have something for you today that we haven't done in a bit, uh, like the last three episodes at least. It is time for a quiz. Ah, da 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 Oh, I shit! I haven't been recording. Just kidding. <laughs> I could not do that again. All right. Well, here is your quiz, Jacob. Are you ready for your quiz? I made this one a little tricky. I think. Give it to me. All right. Question number one. Who is the only original Guardians of the Galaxy comic character to appear in this film? Is it A, Star-Lord, B, Gamora, C, Drax, or D, Yondu? Yondu. That is... Oh, my nose itches. (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) Got past the itchy nose. What is the name of the planet where the Nova Corps is stationed? Is it A, Nowhere, B, Kree, C, Xandar, or D, Sakar. I'm going to say Xandar, final answer. That is correct. Two for two. Question number three. Who did the motion capture for Rocket Raccoon? Is it A, Bradley Cooper, B, Sean Gunn, C, Andy Serkis, or D, John C. Riley? The motion capture? Yep. Bradley Cooper? That is... Incorrect. Is that Andy Serkis? That is also incorrect, which I put Andy Serkis in there because he does motion capture for literally everything. um, It's the guy who... Yeah, I know who it is. It's Sean Gunn. Yep. James Gunn's brother. Yep, it's Craglin. (laughs) (laughs) I told you this as we were watching the film. Question number four. Ronan is known as... A. The Barbarian. B. The Accuser, C, The Destroyer, or D, The Man Who Had Laid With a... As, uh, the Man Who Had Laid With an Ascavarian. Ascavarian. It's hard when there's three A's in the fucking name and two I's somewhere randomly. <laughs> it's hard to read it when you're reading it. It's Ronan the Accuser. That is 
Correct. But when you said both the Barbarian and the Destroyer at the beginning of this podcast, I was laughing inside. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you just threw those in there and changed. But... <laughs> no, nope, they were in here as the Barbarian and the Destroyer. <laughs> All right. Question number five. At one point during the film, two Infinity Stones are located on nowhere. What are those two stones? Is it A, the Power Stone and the Reality Stone? B, the Power Stone and the Space Stone? C, the Power Stone and the Mind Stone? Or D, the Power Stone and the Time Stone? Power Stone and the Reality Stone. That is correct. Let's go. Question number six. On his rap sheet, what is Peter Quill's alias? Is it A, Star-Lord? B, Star Prince, C, Space Lord, or D, Earth Lord? Space Lord. That is correct. Wondering if you'd remember that one. Because the Nova Corps can never get it right. Exactly. Now, this one's going to be interesting to see if you get it right. Question number seven. What is the name of the prison the Guardians are sent to? Is it A, the Kiln, B, the Raft, C, the Vault, or D, the Nova Prison? kiln that is correct where they make pottery out of drax's poop that is i probably cut that joke though so the callback's not going to make much sense oh no question number eight what is the present from quill's mom is it a a new walkman b a mixtape c a troll doll or d a note that says why didn't you take my hand peter a mixtape that is correct i think it's the note that says why didn't you take my hand peter why didn't you take my hand, Peter? No! All right, question number nine. What song does Baby Groot dance to at the end of the film? Is it A, Mr. Blue Sky? B, Come and Get Your Love? C, Ain't No Mountain High Enough? Or D, I Want You Back? I Want You Back. That is correct. I was not sure if you were going to get that one, to be honest with you. We talked about it. I know, but Ain't No high Mountain High Enough plays right before I Want You Back. Yeah. <laughs> and he also dances to Mr. Blue Sky in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> All right. Question number 10. Which character in this film had a movie in 1986 produced by Lucasfilms, the same company that produced Star Wars? Is it A, Star-Lord, B, the Nova Corps, C, Yondu, or D, Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck. That is correct. Lucasfilms did make the Howard the Duck film. That's crazy. <laughs> in which there are indeed duck boobies. The film features duck boobies. I'm not that is not a joke. That is not uh like it's literal. There's literal duck boobies. Uh, it gives a whole new meme to eating duck breast for dinner. Howard the Duck did that in that movie, I think. <laughs> All right, Jake. Well, you only got one of those wrong, I think. Let me just double check. Uh, yeah, 90%. I'll give it to you. Look at me go. Oh, yeah. You did good on Guards in the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Uh, I think that's the bell. So let me give you some homework. Your homework for the next episode of Marvel Cinematic University is to watch The Avengers Age of Ultron. I haven't seen that film in years. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a great one, but it's honestly, it has a lot of information that Infinity War and Endgame pull from later on. So I'll take it. 
kind of sets up Civil War, if I'm not incorrect oh, here. A little bit. Oh, well, you, you could pull that thread. You could pull that string and see if it ties your shoes. Um, but that's it for us. For the for, that's it for us. We're, we're dead now. No more. There's gonna be two new people doing this podcast. No, that's <laughs> it for us this week. Um, the viewers should be so lucky. <laughs> if if you made it this far uh, and you're not already following or subscribing, definitely do so. Share it with a friend. It helps out a lot. You could also rate this five stars on any podcast platform that you're watching this on. If you, if you think so, if you think it's like less than five stars, just don't rate us. <laughs> And if, thinking, and if you're going to give us a one, make sure you say it's because you had to look at Jake's face for two hours. Everybody will understand. Um, but yeah, you can subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube, all that fun stuff. New episodes every Thursday at three o'clock. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram at MCU University, no MC University 101 pod on Instagram and Twitter. It's going to stick there one day. Um, but that's it. <laughs> we'll do Guardians or we'll do Guardians. We did Guardians this week. We'll do Avengers next week. And you all have a lovely week. Jake, this is usually the part where you say something funny and I cut it in like it was a good joke. <laughs>